How's it going, everybody? Okay, awesome. That's great. Yeah, wow. Happy New Year. Wow. You guys sound so good. Hey, uh, I'm glad to be with y'all this morning. I mean, there's a lot of places you could be, probably your bedroom, uh, on your bed, uh, sleeping. Uh, if you're watching online, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you're not here, we know. Okay. Uh, no, but it's, I'm thankful that you guys are here. Um, this is one of those Sundays that's typically low for, for most churches around the area uh, because we stay up late. Here's what I've realized, though. The older, thank you, Jason. 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 Those golden fingers. Uh, the thing I've realized, the older I get, the less I like staying up late. And it's so stupid. It really is stupid. I woke up this morning to get ready to take a shower, and I got out of the bed, and my knees were hurting. I did nothing yesterday to make my knees hurt. Nothing. But my knees are hurting. This is stupid, y'all. The older I get, the more I realize I just like hanging out and chilling. And like when 930 rolls around, I'm like, all right, yeah, let's turn on some reruns of some old show. I can fall asleep to in like two seconds and I'll be good to go. But I am thankful for another year, another day to, to just be alive, to serve God, to love on people, to do community with people, do life with people. And I'm thankful that you guys are a big, big, big part of that for my life and our family's life. And uh, I know that the Lord is, has done some incredible things this past year, um, and I, I know it's not going to stop, okay? As we pursue God, as we chase after Him, as we chase after the things that He desires for us, we just continue to see things happen. And um, I love hearing stories of people who are like, hey, I, I was not at this place that I am now a year ago, and now God has done something crazy in my life, and my life has completely changed. Um, and that's, 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 I mean, I love hearing that kind of stuff. And it just shows that you guys are out there doing what you're called to do. And that's to be disciple makers, to go out and to share the love and the gospel of Jesus Christ with people, to do life with people, even when it gets messy and hard and difficult, because we all know that life is not perfect. And especially when it goes to, comes to sharing your life with someone, now you're also sort of taking on a little bit of their mess too. And you have to really be in tune with the Spirit of God to be able to be who they need you to be in those moments when life gets messy. Because if not, then we create more of a problem for people than we do bring a solution. Um, so with that being said, I just want to kind of give uh, cast a little bit of vision this morning of where I feel like the Lord wants us to go. Uh, next week, we'll start a new series and uh, do some things to kind of kick off the year. But today... Uh, the Lord brought me back to a familiar scripture, and what spurred this on really was last week. I think it was last week Andy was here, right? My, my days are going, like, merging together. Um, week before last. That's right. Last week was Christmas. Thank you. See? Hmm? No ADD medicine today. Um, but he was talking about, Andy Pricer was here talking about uh, things that he uh, knew of being, like, our, kind of some of our core values as a church. And pulled a couple of things to talk about that. And, that. and that really got me thinking about, you know, that's a great way for us to kick off the year is just remember who we are and why we do what we do. There's so many other uh, 
opportunities to do things in the community, but there's something different about serving God and being on mission with God. We, we teach here, we believe that a disciple is someone who is being transformed in their head and their heart and their hands. So once our thought life gets transformed by Jesus, our heart gets transformed, how we act and what we do and how we serve gets transformed. No longer are we self-centered or self-focused, but we're others-focused because that's what Jesus is. He's all about people, and he wants us to be about people as well and not be selfish. And so with that being said, I'm going to ask a question that I want you just to think about as I talk the rest of the time this morning. What are you going to do different? in 2023 to see a different result than what you saw in 2022 very simple question very common question this time of year but what are you going to do different some of you have been doing the same routines for several years and you keep complaining the same complaints and you keep wondering why things aren't changing your life but really the, the reality is you don't want to change I mean, because, look, if my shoes are hurting me, guess what's going to happen? I'm taking my shoes off, and I'm going to put on a different pair that make me feel better when I walk. Now, there's some habits that are harder to break than others, especially when it's in our brains, how we think about people. It's really hard to talk about our core values as a, as a church if you don't like people. We're in the people business. And if you don't want to share your life with people, if you don't want that level of accountability of saying, hey, we're not going to let you just sit in a chair and, and be comfortable. We're not going to, you know, throw you out to the deep end and say, well, figure it out. But we're also not going to say, hey, you can't sit here and wait in the, in the shallow end forever. And if that's what you're looking for, uh, we love you, but you're going to be very unhappy here, especially this year. You'll be very unhappy. We don't want you staying where you are, neither does Jesus. He wants you continually growing and changing and being more and more like him. So one of the things that, that I know for sure is that the word I keep hearing for this year is intentionality. Not just trying, not just, well, if it's the Lord's will but being intentional. And I mean that in every single way possible you can imagine. Intentionality. Intentional with your prayer life. Intentional about how you talk about people. One of the things that Brittany is, she's not in here, so I'm going to speak for her, but the Holy Spirit's been really talking to her about how we make fun of sin. Some sin's easy to make fun of. And what the Holy Spirit's been telling her is that how in the world would anyone who struggles with those sins that are easy to make fun of and we make jokes about, why would they ever trust us to come to us with those sins to say, hey, I want this gone from my life, but I don't trust that you're the right person because all you do is make fun of it. Wow. Intentionality. Intentionality. See, if our, 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 if our brain, now look, there, this is a struggle for me because I, I live my life, there are some comedians who are, well, yes, on the edge. <laughs> but there are some comedians who work off, their comedy is based off observations. Some of them write good jokes, but some are just observations. They just talk what they see in their brain, and it's all not, I mean, it's funny, but it's sometimes not good. My brain's like that. I just see things. I just observe things. I look at things, and I'm like, oh, that reminds me of this. And people laugh. I'm like, 
uh, that's not really that good because that means that person is like an emu. You know what I'm saying? So I have to be careful about what I say because I observe things. But I know this. If we're not intentional about what we think about and what we say, what comes out is not good, not pleasing to the Lord. And then all of a sudden now we've killed our witness. We've killed our ability to disciple anyone. And now we just look like everybody else. And it's just a, a vicious cycle and nothing changes. And we're just like everyone else. I don't want to be like everyone else. I just want to be like Jesus. And it's, it, some days it's easier than others because it just is. Some days the enemy is really on me and I have to really fight that battle. But I know this. I'm not looking to take any steps back this year. I don't want you to take any steps back this year. It may be a small baby step forward, but we're moving towards Christ's likeness, which is our goal, right? To look like Jesus. Old Testament, Joshua chapter 4. Israelites are crossing, they crossed over the Jordan River, it dried up. Here's what it says in chapter 1. It says, when all the people had crossed the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, now choose 12 men, one from each tribe, and tell them to take 12 stones from the very place where the priests are standing in the very middle of the Jordan. Carry them out and pile them up in the place where you camp tonight. So he tells them all that stuff, and we're going to skip over to uh, the next verse. Uh, yeah. Then Joshua told, uh, said to the Israelites, in the future your children will ask, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them. This is where the Israelites crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the river right before your eyes, and he kept it dry until you were all across, just as he did at the Red Sea when he dried it up until we had all crossed over. He did this so that all the nations of the earth might know that the Lord's hand is powerful and so that you might fear the Lord your God forever. This was a memorial set up to, to remember what God has done. So here's what I want you to challenge you with today is when people look at you, do they see a living monument of who God is and what he's done? Like when people think about LaDonna, just because you're right there, do they see a testimony of the Lord? Look what he's done. That's what this monument was about. These 12 stones were put in place to remember what the Lord has done. Hey, think about this. When people look at you, do they see a testimony of God? Of the powerful hand of the Lord? All right. Good, good afternoon. Thank you. See you next time. <laughs> I can really end it there and let you go home and just think about it. Because the reality is, if we're not living as these living stones, these living monuments of who God is and what he's done, then what are we doing with our life? If our life can't preach the goodness of God, then my goodness. People don't want to just hear what we say. They want to, they want to experience that. They want to know, hang on, I know that Valerie and Tiffany have a story. Because I've seen that story. And now I see what the story, that I turn the page, there's a new chapter, and there's something new happening. The rest didn't go away, but there's something new happening. There's new characters involved. There's new adventures. There's new opportunities. There's, there's change happening in, in their lives, in their story. And now they walk around, and people, unless they're deaf and blind and mute, I mean, I don't, I don't know, they, you're going to know they love Jesus. You're going to know. That's right, Dustin. Sing it, baby.
these living stones that we that we are to be guys i'm telling you i said this before several times before it's been a catchphrase for me but it's like we're the burning bush for people we're, we're the sign for people that it's just like, hey, hey hang on a second. What, what's going on here? Why, why are you so different? A lot of times we think we have this reputation in our heads of who we are. And really it doesn't ever match reality sometimes because it's like, well, I'm this person at work. I'm this person at home. You know, doing youth ministry for a long time, you could see how what some parents wanted to portray and what their kids were actually saying from their hearts it was two different experiences and the parents want to have this reputation and this look this instagram filtered life but then when that is gone is ugly and there is no living testimony of who god is in the home it's just like everybody else's house, except we just get really good at pretending, and we put the filter on, and, and we want people to look, think we look a certain way and, and act a certain way because it makes us feel good. But that tends to be the extent of a lot of relationships with God. It's just it's surface level. It's just the way it looks. And if you peel that little layer back, you realize there's nothing, there's nothing to it. I don't want you walking into 2023 still having this filtered life, this Instagram filtered life that looks a certain way but really has no substance to it. You're more than that. You're called to live and be more than that. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 4. Paul says, Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. If you want a mission statement for your year, here we go. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourself, yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you've been called to one glorious hope for, a future, for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. However, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. That is why the scriptures say, when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Notice it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to the, our lowly world. And the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly, and each part has its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. That's good stuff. 
show of hands, how many of you struggled this past year with being humble and kind? Anyone? All right. How, how, this is good. Let's just make a little test here. Um, gentleness? Gentleness, anyone? Hmm. Patience? Um, making allowance for other people's mistakes and faults. Anybody struggle with that? We'll do our Dr. Phil session after service, okay? What about this one? What about being unified with other people in this room? Or what about the spirit? Just being unified with the spirit. What about being peaceful people? Anybody struggle with that? Being peaceful? It's hard. A lot of times, we're harder on ourselves than we should be, and we get in our own way. We get in the way of our growth with God. We allow things from the past to just stay with us. We don't shake it. We don't, we don't get rid of it because, well, it's just we've always been told we're this, or we've always struggled with this other thing. Intentionality this year. We're not looking back at the past to say, oh, I wish things were different or, you know, live in regret and all this kind of stuff. We look at the past and say, look where we were. And I've got this monument now to say, look what God's done. And now I'm looking forward to say, hey, here's where I'm going. Here's where I'm going. Last night I watched a football game. Uh, I think it was Georgia. And uh, this guy takes off down the field. And he's went through a gap and he's running as fast as he can. And instead of looking towards the goal line, he looks back and he stumbles and falls and he's down. Could have scored, but because he was looking back at things that shouldn't have mattered, it caused him to fall. And as soon as I saw it, I said, oh, I'm using that tomorrow morning. (laughs) Well, that's good stuff. Some of you keep tripping over your feet because you keep looking back at things you shouldn't look back at. You keep struggling with things you shouldn't struggle with only because you're just choosing not to change your habit. Or, or to say, you know, this habit's hard for me to change, but you're refusing to bring somebody into the situation. You're refusing to bring God in the situation and somebody else to hold you accountable to that. It says every part works together so that we can help each other grow. So that we can help each other be unified. Now, some of you are like, I can't tell somebody what my struggle is and why I keep stumbling because... They can't keep their mouth shut. That's a problem too, y'all. Happy New Year. <laughs> There's a lot of people who don't trust people in the church because church people can't keep their mouth shut. And if we don't start changing and be intentional about how we are with each other, why would anybody on the outside want to say, yeah, I want to be a part of that family? Unity, growth. All of that comes from intentionality. I'm going to intentionally put myself in a situation that's uncomfortable so that I can grow. I'm going to intentionally open myself up to someone else that can hold me accountable so that my stupidity can no longer be in control of my life. My thoughts are not, you know, I, I want to be one with God. I want my thoughts to be his thoughts or his thoughts to be my thoughts. I want to be transformed. I want my heart to be changed. 
I'm tired of looking at people the, the same way and thinking that somebody's always out to get me or that nobody cares about me or whatever it is. I'm tired of thinking this way. I'm tired of having that kind of heart condition. I'm tired of, of, of struggling through these same things. It's time to bring somebody in on that. Discipleship is about a relational environment where Jesus is the head and then you have other people that come in with you. If you were trying to do your faith life along, you, you, you are going to be in some trouble if you're not already that's the ones the wolves pick off first if you think you can continue in 2023 doing the, your, your faith life the same way and you're going to get different results you're wrong you're wrong God has called us to be living monuments to, to bring God encounters to people in a real way, and that, that can't happen if you're still struggling with the same stuff from last year. It's time to get rid of that stuff. And you know what's so cool is we've been seeing some people come in. The last two quarters of 2022 was incredible. We, I mean, eight weeks in a row or whatever it was of baptisms, people just saying yes to Jesus. And like, one, I, you may even be here. I don't know if you're here or not. It's like, I don't have no clothes, but I, I need to give my life to Jesus. I won't get in the tub. Let's go. And she did. Not because of this incredibly handsome guy talking on the stage, but because disciples of Jesus Christ were saying yes to him and knowing that I have a mission that I'm on with Jesus Christ. It's not just to be a participant in a worship service, but it's to be active in sharing my life, my story, uh, what God has done, why I have these 12 stones to remember who God is because look what he's done in my life. We sang about he's the way maker. Let me show you how he was the way maker. Yes. Yeah. Real briefly, our 12 stones of the church that we set up, that we say we're going to follow because we've seen God move in these areas. And we want to remember that, and we want to continue to see God move in that area. The first thing is we follow Jesus. Everything we do is about following Jesus. We don't get it always, we don't always get it right, and we, we mess up sometimes. And that's okay because Paul says we make allowances for each other's faults. And we know that people aren't perfect, but Jesus is when we follow him. We desire to honor each other, even when we disagree with each other. A lot of churches are in turmoil right now because they don't know how to honor through disagreements. We can coexist and disagree. We can still be friends if we don't see things eye to eye every time. That's okay. I don't have to be awkward around you because I didn't like what you said about this particular issue. Or avoid you now because, oh, do you know what they believe? We honor. We embrace change. Sometimes we just do things different. We had somebody come one time and didn't like the fact that I didn't preach one Sunday. And that's fine. We just did all worship. The Holy Spirit was moving. We're like, no, we're just keep worshiping. We feel like that's what we need to do. And, and they weren't like mad, mad, like, hey, I'm going to stone, you know, burn the church down or whatever. Stone you. But they're just like, man, this is frustrating. And sometimes we just have to change it up because of what God wants. The Holy Spirit wants in that moment. That's okay. Because we've seen God do some incredible things in those moments. And so we're not going to shy away from those moments. It's one of our stones. We're risk takers. Sometimes we do things. We step out. We challenge y'all to step out of the boat. It's okay to have a prayer service in the middle of a market basket. All right? Take the risk because you know what? There's going to be a reward when you do that. 
Uh, we believe in family, obviously. One of the things that I hear the most when people come and get involved in Life Church is like, it just feels like family. There's no big production. There's none of that kind of stuff. It just feels like family. As crazy as a family can be, that's who we are. We also believe we're champions. We're fighting from victory, not for victory, that Jesus Christ has already won, and we're on the, we're on the winning team, right? We're not going to trip right before the goal line. We've already won the game. We also believe in giving our best. Sometimes it's hard for people. Let's just slap it together. Look, I say those kind of things sometimes not because I believe that it's the best, but because I'm lazy. <laughs> or I procrastinate and it's last minute. I'm like, I'll oh, just put it together. It's whimsical. Let's just go with that, all right? No, it's not good, you know. We believe in giving our best. Ask Tony with the car. Uh, Tony, look, that was awesome. The DeLorean we built. It's like, I was going to use duct tape. And he's like, no, 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 we're going to do it. And end up being best in show. We believe in giving our best. The small things, the big things. We're by the book people. We live with this. We live by this. And so when we get it wrong, where do we go? Right here. And we look at where we got it wrong. We allow the Lord to, to teach us, to correct us, to train us to be righteous people. We're spirit-led again. The Holy Spirit says we're going to do something different. We do it. There was a, a, a times where we like would change the seating arrangements. Because the Holy Spirit said to do it. Yeah, look, they're like, I don't like that. I don't want to embrace that change. I ain't going to embrace that spirit-led moment. But that's why Holy Spirit was saying do it because people started getting real comfortable. And you know what? I've seen a lot of people in the same spots. We might be doing that in 2023. I'm going to be praying about that. We're hopeful people. We've been talking about hope this morning. We're hopeful people because we know that in Christ Jesus, we have hope of uh, abundant life now and eternal life forever. And that's something to celebrate, church. And lastly, we're disciple makers because Jesus said to go out to the world. And when you do, I'm with you to the very end of the age. And we see God move every time we choose to be intentional with the, with the relationship with somebody else, to invest in somebody else's life. God always moves. He always moves. So what are you going to do different this year than you've done last year? If you feel like your life is stagnant, your faith life is stagnant, you're doing the same thing, you're singing the same songs, but you're not seeing anything change in your life, what are you going to do different? Because what we believe is that there's, there's multiple parts when it comes to disciple making. The person that hears the invitation to come and follow Jesus has to say yes. The person that's being sent to go help other people say yes, Jesus has a part to play. And God has a part to play. God does the transforming, but what are you going to do to, for your part to position yourself to be transformed more and more into the likeness of Jesus? How are you going to do things different this year? How's your prayer life going to be different? How's your worship going to be different? How's your time going to be different? How is your finances going to be different this year? Well, I want to give, but I ain't got any money because I'm paycheck to paycheck. I'm up to my eyeballs in debt. What are you going to do different this year? Y'all wanting just the spiritual stuff and not that practical stuff? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do different this year? How are people going to see that your life is a living testimony of God's goodness, His grace, and mercy? That's your challenge. I don't know any other way to say it to you, to give it to you this morning, other than we're called to be unified, we're called to grow together. And listen, part of that is, as, as pastor is to challenge you to say, hey, don't stay where you are. Don't stay where you are. Stop over-spiritualizing your laziness. Stop procrastinating. Get up and do something different this year. Don't be the same person you've been 
And if you need help and you do need help, find somebody to, to share your life with. So they can, they can lean into you. They can press in. They can say, hey, stop being lazy. Get up. Get up. Put your shoes on. You got a job to do. We'll do it together. Let's go. Don't be a knucklehead, Chris. What, what are you going to do different this year? I want to pray over you guys. Will you stand with me this morning? Thank you all for being here this morning. Thank you, worship team. You guys are awesome. Drummer is pretty cool too. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much, Lord, for your love that you have for us. God, I thank you that we can just be comfortable in your presence, Lord, but there's times where it's just uncomfortable because we need a change, God. And I think, I'm thankful that you're, you're very gracious in those moments to help us change and to grow and to look different. But that different looks like Jesus, and I'm thankful that we have the opportunity to do that. I'm thankful for another year. And, Lord, I pray that we don't slow down. That, God, we just continue to go full force into the mission that you have for us here in Orange County and beyond. To, to go and to make disciples. To love people. To help them experience your love and your grace and your goodness. I'm declaring, God, that this is a year of, of just intentional growth. That we're not going to try any longer, God. That we're going to be intentional about everything we do so that we grow to look more and more like your son, Jesus. And what follows, God, is just salvations and signs and miracles, wonders, healings, God. Just an abundance of love for people that people can, can come to, to know you in a very real way because your church is being who we're called to be. I love you, Father, and I pray all this today in Jesus' name. Amen. We love you guys. If you want some prayer, we'll stick around and pray with you. If not, we love you. Go and have a great day and a happy new year.